Israel is bombing the Gaza Strip relentlessly, targeting Hamas leaders, a university, and the port. Hitting the border crossing with Egypt, where Palestinians are trying desperately to get out. Power and water supplies have been cut. The people of Gaza have no choice who rules them and are already suffering. This man doing all he can to comfort his daughters. Don't be scared, he tells them. Don't be scared. Around a thousand Palestinians have been killed so far. And this is just the opening phase. Israel is now preparing to send in tanks and troops. Israel's defense minister promising a war that will change Gaza forever. We started the offensive from the air. Later on, we will also come from the ground, he said, adding it will only intensify. The United States, Israel's closest ally, is fully behind it on this one. The Pentagon has deployed warships to the eastern Mediterranean. U.S. officials tell NBC News they are actively trying to prevent this war from spreading across the Middle East by signaling to Hamas's allies, Iran and Hezbollah in Lebanon, not to get involved and to sit this one out. Israel remains in a state of shock as the scale and brutality of Hamas's massacres last weekend are still being uncovered. All right, Sandy Rios with you. That was an NBC report, a current one, when we, as we're recording this. Uh, so Israel has taken a lot of uh, their strength, their military strength, into Gaza Strip. And at this, uh, at the time I'm talking to you about this, there's an estimate that 1,000 have been killed in Gaza. Now, here's the thing. And that the first part of the NBC report, you got a hint as to what's coming and already happening, and that is that media outlets are going to be taking uh, the uh, side of Gaza and the Palestinians. Look, not that there's a side. Obviously, there are innocent people in both sides, but the ones that are doing the slaughter are not innocent people. So just to distinguish, if I could. And now after we did the interview with Joel, he sent me a direct message on Twitter telling me that the terrorist and armed drones uh, are now attacking northern Israel from Lebanon. By the time you hear this, uh, you will know that, but it's only increasing. And so we're going to talk to Joel Rosenberg today. You probably know who he is. Uh, he's world-renowned. He's certainly very famous in the Christian community, and uh, he's going to be our guest from Jerusalem in just a minute. Well, just so you know, you're listening to Sandy Rios, and this is Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, you can hear us on any podcast platform. You can certainly go to sandyrios.com and listen easily. You can go to afr.net, uh, and I will get in more detail about those things on another day. But we have a lot to talk about here. I My heart is so heavy about Israel, and, you know, my my heart is heavy when any time innocent people are killed or brutalized. Who of us can be hard about that? And that's why every day when I talk to you about preborn, I feel the same way because that's a that's not that different from what they're doing to babies uh, in in uh, Israel right now. What the Islamists have done, it's just it's uh, almost unspeakable. It really is. But when you destroy a baby in the mother's womb, it's really no less unspeakable. It is the destruction of a human life in a brutal way. And that's why we try to stop it. And the way preborn does this is through a wonderful thing called ultrasound. It gives you a very high resolution, high, uh, a clear picture of your unborn baby. And when you see that baby uh, in your womb and recognize maybe even some features, 
Sometimes you see their little nose. Or there's, there's things that you can see. You can sometimes see if they're a boy or a girl. Then it's very hard for women to go through with what they're going to go through with at an abortion clinic. So that's what we do. We supply, you and I, uh, ultrasounds for these moms. It's just $28 for one of them, just $28. Perhaps the brutality in the Middle East is really hurting you, and uh, I think you should find a good outlet. We're going to talk about that today. Actually, you go to the Joshua Fund. Uh, Joel is going to tell us in a few seconds um, to give uh, some support to Israel right now, but also to stop our own slaughter here of our unborn babies. Go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. Okay, time for a report straight from Jerusalem on Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness that we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice, not social justice, but God's justice, what's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association, a pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. To put an end to this, from this moment on, we announce that any targeting of innocent civilians without warning will be met, regretfully to say, by executing one of the hostages in our custody. And we will be forced to broadcast this execution. We regret this decision. Well, that was uh, the butchers of Hamas after their butchery at the dance in uh, Israel and the, the other incursions. Uh, this is their threat, that they're going to execute their hostages that they're holding in tunnels. At least we believe they're in tunnels, they're in homes. Who knows where they are publicly? Uh, this is what Israel and the world is dealing with. Well, Joel Rosenberg is a household name for Christians, for sure. He's a best-selling author. He sold over 5 million copies of his books. His latest is Libyan Diversion. I just have to say he's the host of the Rosenberg Report on TBN. He's also the editor-in-chief of All Israel News and All Arab News. He is in Jerusalem, and he's coming to us. Uh, it's afternoon in Jerusalem as we're speaking. Joel, thank you so much for taking your time to join us this morning. We so appreciate it. Sandy, it's great to be with you, and uh, thank you for all that you and the network are doing to bring attention, uh, to bring honest and fair coverage from a biblical worldview of what's going on here. It is a savage attack that we are under. Uh, we were blindsided. This, w- this is Israel's 9-11. This is Israel's Pearl Harbor. Uh, and, but the, the level of savagery is off the charts. I, I mean, I... I've been traveling to this country for 35 years, 36 years. I've, I've lived here as a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen for nine. Uh, my wife and I started a, a Christian ministry to bless Israel and her Palestinian neighbors uh, 17 years ago. I mean, like, we're all in on this, uh, this country and this region, but i got to tell you, I've never seen any of the butchery, the slaughter here that, that, that is happening right now. 
we are really up against it, and we need Christians praying and understanding what's really happening, because you're just not going to get that from most of the mainstream media. No, and I have to interject, actually. We have audio audio of this, but I'm not going to play it right now. And I'm sure you know all about this, Joel, that uh, out of a kibbutz yesterday, there was a reporter, an Israeli reporter, uh, reporting the slaughter that they were finding. And she was with a bunch of Israeli soldiers who had just come across. uh, They had killed, butchered, beheaded 30 babies in addition to the parents. It's unspeakable, absolutely unspeakable. It's demonic. (laughs) It's satanic. This is... This is ISIS, right? I mean, and, and, and Israel has always done a good job keeping that level of savagery, uh, barbarism outside our borders, right? We, we saw it in Iraq with ISIS. We saw it in Syria with ISIS. Uh, we've seen it in Egypt and other places, but, but it hadn't come inside our country. We've had terrorism, but we haven't had that level of demonic incursion and then just burning Jews in their homes, shooting their mothers in front of the children, shooting the children in front of the mothers, and as you say, beheading babies. It, 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 it's unimaginable, except it's literally what our country is facing right now. Yes, yeah, so, so, and honestly, uh, so, so Joel, we've got the, the, now the news media is turning, the worm is turning, as you know, uh, here, where major broadcast networks are beginning to, you know, bring in the sympathy for Gaza. Now, um, I, I need to sort of give some, uh, at least 1,200 Israelis are dead that we know about. Uh, Gaza is reporting that they have 1,000 who've been killed in Hamas. And I have to say, we, uh, we'll give some of this news later, Joel, when you're not with me. But um, uh, so uh, they're attacking. Israel is going into Hamas. They are, I mean, into Gaza right now. That's happening. I don't know if it's still happening, Joel. But, you know, you just told me a lot of news is coming in. So tell us, what is the latest? What's happening? I will. And let me just, I want to just clarify something you said, because I think it's very important for Christians to hear it precisely. We should have uh, compassion for the people in the Gaza Strip. There are two million Palestinians who are being held hostage, but not by Israel. Israel withdrew all of our soldiers and all of our civilians from the Gaza Strip in 2005. Okay, so we're almost 20 years since our government decided, a very controversial decision at the time, not even to ask the Palestinians of Gaza for a peace treaty, but to just give them the entire land back pull all our forces, all our people out, and let them have it, and, and, and hoping that that would create peace. Instead, the Hamas-ISIS-like terrorist organization took over Gaza, and now two million Palestinians are living under their reign of terror. So we should have compassion on our neighbors. We're supposed to love them. We're also supposed to love our enemies. It's tough to do right now. But God doesn't say that we can't... Uh, uh, defeat our enemies. Obviously, the Bible is filled with that, but we are supposed to have compassion. So I just want to be clear, um, the Joshua Fund, the ministry that Lynn and I, I mean, you, you met Lynn years ago when yes, you were uh, at Concerned Women for America, and she yeah. was at Concerned Women for America. We go way back together. Yes, um, yes we do. Having compassion for Jews and for Palestinians, for, for, for everybody in this region, it doesn't mean that everybody's morally equal, right? If, if, if there's terrorists, you, you arrest them, you stop them, or you kill them. 
that's that, that the government doesn't hold the sword for nothing. There is a justice cause here that God has ordained a a a, a sovereign and, and reasonable government to hold, carry the sword, you know, the, the weapons of, of war, in order to protect people and bring about justice. So that's what we're doing in Israel. But as Christians, we absolutely want to have compassion for both sides. Yes. But where well, we I are that... right now is 1,200 uh, Jewish Israelis have been murdered so far in the last five days. And mostly now, civilian, as I understand it, Joel. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We've never had any war in Israel's history, 75 years, in which this many civilians have died. It's usually military combatants who are fighting on the front lines protecting civilians. What makes this so different and so horrible is that Hamas has purposely come to, to slaughter, massacre uh, civilians. And remember, Sandy, and I want your audience to know, you know it, Israel is a small country. We're only 10 million people. The United States is 330 million people. So you all are 33 times larger than us. So hearing that 1,200 people have been murdered is horrible like at every level for any American. But, if you, but when you think of proportional, what, what it would be like to have the, the same magnitude for America versus Israel, it would be like you guys waking up and there'd be news stories of about 30,000 Americans murdered in five days. Yeah. Like, that would be t- more than 10 times worse than 9-11. That's the psychological, emotional, spiritual uh, toll on Israelis. It, it, it's something 10 times worse than 9-11, given our size, and that we know people. I know people that are on the front. We know people that have been murdered. We know people that have been injured. We know people, young men, all, almost all my young men friends are now mobilized and preparing either to invade Gaza or prepare for a second front, which is the possibility that Iran will direct the Hezbollah terror force in Lebanon to invade and attack from the north. So we're, we're preparing for war at every level of society, and we need Christians praying for us, understanding what we're going through, because one more point there, you alluded to it earlier, the news media for the first few days was actually quite sympathetic. Yes. I mean, I even saw, you know, Anderson Cooper on CNN uh, crying when Israeli mothers were sharing their, their, their horrible stories. Uh, the, the, the National Security Council's um, Biden administration's uh, spokesman was in tears as well, speaking on live television. And much of the media has been sympathetic for the first few days. But what we always see is once Israel shifts from being a victim to going on offense to protect ourselves, that's when the media and that's when the world, the UN and the world governments and everybody start turning on us as though we're the monsters. Yeah. And it's, that's anti-Semitic, but it's starting to happen, and we're going to see it in the news media. That's why we need people like you, Sandy, to, uh, to be speaking the truth. I can't be on every station. I can't, you know, I'm doing dozens of interviews, but I'm so grateful for people like you who can keep the truth in front of people. And that's why we started All Israel News three years ago, to provide daily, original, exclusive, credible coverage that you can use as, as uh, show prep 
but also your audience can just go to allisrael.com, sign up for our free email, daily email, so that all the headlines come to them and they can see what's really happening, not what the super extreme biased media tells them is happening. Well, before we go on with Joel, uh, you know, he just alluded to what I talked about in the opening about the, the press being so so biased uh, toward the Islamists. It didn't used to be that way in this country. We have over 30 groups, even at Harvard, who are uh, openly supporting Hamas right now. It's just, uh, and one of our congresswomen is as well, Rashid Talibi. We'll talk about that at a later time, but I want to jump in to tell you that um, we think of medical things, we think of injuries. When we think of these stories and we see these photos, uh, people who need medical care. So it makes me think about uh, the needs that we have here to take care of our families. We're not in an emergency yet, but you know that you will be. Bruce and I always say, uh, just one minute can change your life because you never know what's going to happen next. And it's important that we have adequate medical care. Now, having insurance does not guarantee you're going to have good medical care. That's a fact. Uh, but it is a wonderful thing when you get your um, you, your provision for your health care needs through an organization that does not dictate to you what doctor, what hospital, what group to, that you have to go to. There's tremendous freedom in that because not all doctors are equal. And that's what Christian Health Care Ministries does. Uh, they, uh, they they let you allow you to choose your own doctor or choose your own hospital. I'm going to give you an idea of how this works. D is a member of Christian Healthcare Ministries. You know, he had uh, to start his own business, but he was concerned about the cost of insurance. He joined Christian Healthcare Ministries and became a gold member. The very first time he had surgery as a member, he was thrilled to see how Christian Healthcare Ministries shared 100% of the costs. D is now a senior, and he considers becoming a member of Christian Healthcare Ministries to be one of his best decisions ever. He loves to pray for others in the community and is grateful to know that he is being prayed for as well. If you'd like to check out uh, why D is, says that, why does he say that about Christian Healthcare Ministries, go to chministries.org slash Sandy. That's chministries.org slash Sandy. Joel, I think really one of the most unfortunate things about the media coverage that we this has been going on for decades, you know, you and I both know this. Oh, heavens. I mean, since uh, since Israel took uh, took the land again, it was given it by the UN. I mean, it's just never. The world hates Israel. They hate, the world hates Jews. And I guess uh, we could go into a sidebar conversation about how God said that they would be cursed because they would be cursed all over the world. But He also said that He promised there would be blessing. And uh, but I want to just say that um, the, the sad part is, I think you know, a lot of Israelis who are not believers and not serious, uh, even serious minded Jews not religious Jews, take, they listen to what the media says, and their mindset is more what the media is saying than it is in defense of their country. So my question is, do you see a shift? Like you've got, uh, you know, total atheistic Jews, liberal Jews, non-religious Jews. Uh, do you see a shift, uh, like a kicking into gear, this notion of protection of land, or are some of them still hardline leftists? Well, um, I don't see any evidence of a spiritual awakening right now. I don't see Jewish people turning to the Lord. You know, the prime minister and the government here hasn't called for a national day of prayer. It's just not like in the United States. Um, 
we actually just came through our highest holy days where there was national fasting and praying and going to synagogue and and uh, and asking God to forgive our sins but most Jews do that but they don't know that Jesus is the Messiah and that the only way to actually have your sins forgiven to actually get atonement from God in the absence of any temples right there's no temple in Jerusalem anymore so but God didn't take away the temple until he sent the Messiah right yes. Jesus came 30 the lamb, 40 years the before, lamb of God who yeah. uh, right the once and final the, sacrifice the was destroyed <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. So, so we need to be. That's why Christians have the first thing we need to do is intercede, right? We need to pray for people who aren't knowing how to pray and get the peace that passes all comprehension for themselves. They don't have the assurance of salvation. It, it, it's, you know, I, I, our ministry wants to help strengthen the local church here to be a witness, and that's what we've been doing for years and years as long as I've lived. But. Um, in the absence of the country knowing the Lord personally, our job as Christians, when we since we do know the Lord personally, is not to criticize that, but is to intercede on their behalf. Think of Abraham interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not I'm not likening Israel to Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm just giving an example of Abraham. You know, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah weren't weren't praying, "Oh God, please protect us from judgment." Right? Abraham had to intercede on their behalf. Right, Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, he was interceding on the behalf of, of sheep that didn't have a shepherd, or at least wouldn't accept the shepherd. And that's our job right now. Yes, the Church will also here uh, be a witness, and, and they are, and a lot of believers serve in the military, and they will be a witness. But our job is to pray, and financially to give, to, to help with humanitarian relief, and that the Church will be strong and a, and a bold witness our ministry that Lynn and I started 17 years ago is called the Joshua Fund. You think of it like a mutual fund, right? You, Nobody in your audience probably knows, where would I give $25 a month or $500 or whatever? How would that help? What would I know where and how to give and who's trustworthy? That's what the Joshua Fund is. It's like a mutual fund. And over 17 years, God has mercifully allowed us to raise and invest almost $100 million in wow. strengthening the local church here in Israel, in the Palestinian territories, and in the neighboring countries, and um, educate Christians, like we're talking about right now, about what is God's heart and plan for Israel and her neighbors, and how can we make a difference, and what are the prophecies, and how can we provide humanitarian relief to the poor and the vulnerable? Uh, how can we strengthen the pro-life ministries here that, abortion is completely legal here up to the last possible moment, and uh, there's very little of a national pro-life movement here, but there is within the believers. So that's another part of what the Joshua Fund does. So again, I think Christians want to know what's happening, how to pray, and how can I make a, 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 a practical difference? And I would say to learn what's happening, that's all Israel news. And yep, you can go sure. to allisrael.com. That's why we started it. Okay, and how to make good. a practical difference and know more how to pray, that yeah. would be joshuafund.com. I hope those are helpful resources. Yeah, of course they are. That'll be great, Joel. And pe people uh, love your work, your writing, your coverage of Israel, your heart for it. I want to just say, 
You know, as a longtime believer, I'm, of course, I, most of my information, actually, Joel, comes from secular sources in Israel. I have a lot of Jewish friends who are, who are either Orthodox or not, you know, not faithful. So uh, I'm kind of in an interesting situation. It's, it's kind of different for me to talk to a believer. It's a, I mean, it's, I know that sounds weird because I am one, but, <laughs> uh, but I fully embrace, listen, I, I am totally opposed, and I don't even want to get off on the track of this because I want us to talk more about what's happening there, but I fully support the fact that God has made his promises to the people of Israel, to his people, and they still stand. And so my heart, no yeah. matter how wild and wicked they get, because we're kind of wild and wicked here too, I believe, you know, God loves them. And I'm, I'm actually, play, myself, Joel, I'm just praying that God will show his power. I've just been asking him, Lord, show your power, meaning to the Jewish people and to the world. I would love, I don't know if he's going to do that. Do we have anything all right, you're the prophecy expert here. <laughs> is that a prayer that's in incongruent? Is that's congruent with the scripture? Yeah. Well, look, there uh, several things. First, God calls Himself Shomer Israel. That's Hebrew for the guardian of Israel, the guard. He's our protector. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't sleep. He's got his eyes on Israel. Now, I, I believe He lets things like this happen sometimes to shake us, to wake us up, to to call us to himself, but even when we don't, he's still merciful, right? And so we know that God has a plan to raise Israel up, um, and Israel will become the absolute epicenter of his plan and purpose as we get closer and closer to the return of Christ. I think America, the the problem America has is it, it has been the epicenter economically, politically, militarily, uh, technologically, um, for the last hundred years or more, but we are getting to a point where America is turning so much away from God that there's a point of no return, right? And so Israel, uh, America will not remain a major player as we go deeper into the end times, but Israel becomes the central player in the end times, um, not because of our righteousness, but because of God's eternal plan and prophetic purpose. So so you know that Israel's going to get through this, but we still should help practically um, as we, you know, as, to help Israel get through this. But we know Israel will prevail. Um, and unfortunately, in the United States, when you kill 63 million babies, there's a point of no return, right? God's going to pull the plug at some point. I hope it doesn't happen on our watch. I hope we have a fourth great awakening. But you can be much more assured of Israel's gaining strength and influence in the world because of God's purposes and his prophecies, then then we can be assured that America continues strong and healthy going forward. Uh, So that's the short version of of the answer to your question. (laughs) Joel, there's something really interesting. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I certainly have mine. And I've mentioned this, I believe, on the air, talking about if I haven't, here's the first time. But in that dance that was the the first knowledge we had of the attack, I know they they attacked on twenty different in twenty different places in Israel, but the dance was kind of the focus, and so I think over two hundred of those kids were slaughtered. It was an overnight rave. But the thing that was interesting to me, Joel, that I caught in a very short clip, and now I've seen a longer clip, is they had lifted high on a, like a platform a statue. It was either Buddha Buddha or a Hindu god. I'm not real clear. And it was huge. Did you? And and, they, and I saw before the attack came. You know, of course, they were they were wild, 
And it just it did remind me, I have to tell you, it reminded me of the biblical account of the, the, uh, the, the golden calf and Moses being up, you know, getting the Ten Commandments while the, the, the rebellion was happening, happening below. I just love your thoughts about that. I mean, I think I, yeah, your thoughts about that. I haven't actually seen that video, um, and I haven't heard that. We haven't reported that on all Israel news. We'll look into it. Um, we do know that that was a, a, a very large music festival. Um, just young people um, just wanting to kind of get out into the desert and just uh, you know away from the cities and just have fun together. Uh, sometimes that can be healthy. Sometimes not. Um, but none of them expected that that Hamas would actually. Um, uh, uh, surveilling what they were doing. They knew because of all the announcements on social media that that was going to be an event right around the time that they were going to attack. And they sent hundreds of fighters, uh, terrorists, to purposely mow down with machine gun fire uh, those uh, those young people. And, you know, one minute you feel like you're young and free and you're going to live forever and you're just having fun with your friends. And the next minute, you're dead, and your, your friends are dying in front of you. It's just so cruel. And, and, and as Christians, like, okay, they were lost, young people. There's no question. But, um, but you know, our heart goes out to the lost. Oh, of Jesus course. heart goes out oh. to the lost. And oh, the, yes. to, see a, to see a group of wolves prey upon sheep without a shepherd is just so horrific. It really goes to John 10.10. You can understand the conflict here so simply when you think of the words of Jesus in John 10, 10, Jesus says, I am, uh, you know, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly, right? That it might be full and meaningful. But the thief, Satan and his forces, he, the, the thief comes to rob, kill and destroy. And that's what we're seeing here is, is if to understand anti-Semitism and this sort of demonic rage it doesn't make sense. Why is Satan so? Why does he hate the Jews so much? Why did Haman try to annihilate all Jews in the Book of Esther? Why did Pharaoh enslave all of Israel and and you know and willing to kill all the children and 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 and, and beat us into the ground uh, during the Exodus period? Why why Stalin? Why Hitler? What? Where is this coming from? We're a small people that mostly is a blessing to the world. Where does this come from? It comes from John ten ten. And when you understand that everything that Jesus is, Satan hates, and he's the opposite. Um, and so then you understand very simply, oh, well, God loves the Jewish people and chose us to bless us. So Satan says, fine, I'll choose you to, to, to curse you. And God gives us a promised land, and Satan says, fine, I'll take it away. And God says, I'll make Jerusalem the city of peace. And see, Satan says, fine, I'll, I'll make it a city of bloodshed. And God says, I'll take the Temple Mount and make it holy to my name. And he says, fine, then I'll desecrate it. Right? That's, that is where anti-Semitism comes from. If God had chosen the Japanese or the Brazilians or Kurds or, you know, the, the pygmies of Africa, then Satan would hate them the most. But he chose the Jewish people, not because of us, but just in his sovereignty. That's why Satan hates us. That's why he comes after us. And that's why those of us who know God personally and know that God has a love and a plan for the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, that's why we need to stand with the Jewish people, because the Jewish people are among the most alone people on the planet throughout history. 
uh, many of our my people don't know God personally, and so how are they going to know Him unless there are people who love them who do know God personally? And that's that's really our our job, our mission. Absolutely, I totally agree, Joel. Uh, not only giving, but also just wise. You know, wise about. It. I want to ask you some. Uh, my understanding is that the you know the there's like three fronts now because the northern border, you know the the Hezbollah has been firing shots and. So that's that. Uh, so they're and then the uh, Hamas in the Gaza Strip having initiated all of this, and then the Syria. I understand there's been some firing from Syria, which is if you've been to Israel. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> Israel, you can just see Syria. I mean, it's like right there. Like you jump off this uh, rock and you're right on uh, Syria. Uh, right. So, what can you tell us about about that, Joel? Yeah. The short version is that there's no question that uh, hostile forces uh, uh, in Lebanon and Syria ha- have been engaging in uh, mortars, in some missiles, in some gunfire. What are they doing? They're probing. They're trying to see if it, if their leaders think it's worth it to open up full new fronts against us. And Israel's mobilizing. We've got tanks. Uh, and, 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 and hundreds of thousands of troops now up in the north um, in order to send the signal, don't go there. Um, we are on full alert. Uh, you know, President Biden um, has sent a, a nuclear aircraft carrier strike group uh, to the eastern Mediterranean. Why is he doing that? He's trying to send a message to the leaders in Iran and the leaders in Beirut and the leaders in Damascus. Don't escalate this thing. Don't get involved. It could still happen, um, but we're trying to, you know, be ready for that and 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 dissuade and deter any other aggression. Um, th- there's also another f- front that could open, and that is uh, Palestinians on, uh, in the West Bank could erupt. I, where we live in Jerusalem, I can I'm looking at the West Bank and multiple mosques right in front of me. If oh. if uh, Palestinians uh, decided they were going to go on the rampage against Israel, that's a whole nother front that would be very complicated, and we would be living right on the edge of that. So uh, it's a very complicated situation. One of the things, another thing that we need to add to people's prayer list is praying for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his leadership team as they try to work on a multi-level, multi-faceted uh, war plan, right? You can't just invade Gaza and leave other parts of the country undefended. That's why they're mobilizing so many soldiers right now. And we're just breaking the news right now on All Israel News. It's the lead story, and we're the first to report it, that uh, later today, uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu is going to form an emergency national unity government with one of the main opposition parties. The opposition party is led by a man named Benny Gantz, Mm-hmm. Gantz was the chief of staff of the Israeli army for many years. He was our our defense minister. He's enormously experienced. And one of the other members of his party is another former chief of staff of the Israeli army, Gadi Eisenkot. Uh, I know Eisenkot. I know Gantz. I've met with them multiple times. These are good men who, who Netanyahu needs in, in the war room with him. And the country of Israel has been very divided <laughs> Uh, yes. Politically, uh, and for good, some good reasons, there's some really important debates going on right now. But 
Hamas has accomplished in five days what nobody in Israel else could do this year, which is unify the country. The main opposition leaders are about to join the government to go to war together. And I got to say, um, you know, I feel a little emotional. I have two sons who have served in the IDF, one of them in an elite special forces unit. He was very badly injured and therefore um, after his recovery and he finished his service in the army, um, they they released him from the army and he doesn't have to serve in in the reserves. Otherwise, he'd be at the front. But my point is, I know what it means to have sons who serve yes. in this army, and I know that you want to go into war united. Now we have very deep divisions here in Israel, spiritually, culturally. Uh, politically, economically, there's, there's deep divides. But, but we are at war against people who are chopping our children's heads off. So we can't, we have to set aside everything else and unify for the sake of victory. And then we can get back to our own internal squabbles later. And I'm very grateful. I'm, I, I, I'm very grateful. And I, and I think that the the news that the rest of the media will report in the hours ahead will be very positive. It doesn't doesn't end all of our problems, but it is a sign um, that our prayers are working because we we need to be praying for our leaders to have wisdom and to have unity, a purpose. You know, Abraham Lincoln famously told us, right? He he, he cited Jesus by saying, "A house divided cannot stand." Yes. You know, I can, to put this in perspective, Joel, I think uh, this would be sort of like, because there's been such vitriol there, and um, people don't have any idea, and we'll talk about this another day, we can talk about this when there is peace. Uh, but it would be like Biden and Trump deciding to work together to save the country here. I mean, that's really almost as extreme as it is these men working <laughs> together. This is, this is this is God showing his power. I mean, this is, it really is. Yeah. So, well, Joel, it, it is a ray of hope in the midst of it, and you're right, when you put it in that context, you, you realize how almost ridiculous it sounds, <laughs> yeah, really. and yet, um, and yet uh, yeah. I know Netanyahu, I know Gantz, I know these others, and I'm telling you, this is, they do have very sharp divisions, but they are men of goodwill, and um, we need them to, uh, yeah. to to focus and be united right now. Yeah. Joel, uh, I, I, let's, let's, let me just pray for you. The thing I want to say is, you are a rock, and you're a rock to so many people. You have this incredible leadership role in the Christian world and in Israel as well. All of these different entities, I'll mention allisrael.com or the joshuafund.com. Those are two things to check out today. But you're carrying a heavy burden yourself. You just described that your sons are in, have been involved in war, and I guess I just it's just so personal. And it's personal for us too, those of us that, love God, understand, we understand. So let me pray for you, Joel. I've known you a long time. You. you. know, As you said, you were a young yeah. man when I met you, just barely married. Your <laughs> wife was a staffer at CWA. So I, I want to please pray for you. Father, Thank Lord, you. sustain Joel in this moment. So many people look to him, and that's a burden sometimes. Lord Jesus, give him strength and power. Fill him with your spirit. Fill him with your spirit. Protect his family. And Father, I thank you for this good news that he just described. I do feel, I feel like really this is your showing your power. That is so unlikely. 
That is so incredible, and that, and I pray that that would be not only encouraged Joel, but the Jewish people today would just get a burst of encouragement by hearing this. Father, we pray for Israel. We pray for your people. A lot of them in rebellion. A lot of them don't even believe you. And we That's the old story. We've seen it over and over in the Old Testament. But we've also seen you forgive, 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 because they are the apple of your eye. So we pray, Lord, that you would have mercy on them, Lord. Have mercy and bring victory for them. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sandy. It's very kind. You know, as you were praying, I was thinking of one verse or passage from uh, 1 Samuel where uh, David and the mighty men are trying to fight the enemies of Israel. But while they're fighting, uh, they uh, an enemy come and the Amalekites come and attack their base camp and, and capture all of their women and children. And so then David and the army has to shift focus and go rescue uh, those hostages. But, but God gives them grace to do it. They get them all back. Um, so God can do this. <laughs> we yes, have he can. biblical examples of this. And, um, and we know he wants to, Joel. Very, <laughs> he wants to, yeah. Yes. But, but he also lets, he lets, he lets Satan sovereignly do terrible things uh, for his own sovereign reasons. And I just want to say, we're in, our, we're in Israel's darkest hour, and uh, it's not going to get—there's not going to be a lot of light ahead of us for a while, but let followers of Jesus be that light, be that friend in the darkness. And even with Jews in the United States, there's going to be anti-Semitic attacks. You're already—so I just want Christians to think, yes, how can you help here in Israel, but also how can you stand with your Jewish friends uh, for security and solidarity— and um, it's it's so important to, to show ourselves as the friends of Israel, because this is God's calling on us. And to love the Palestinians also, and to be biblically sound on that point, and not get confused that somehow loving a Palestinian is somehow betraying, uh, you know, the cause of Israel. It's not. All right. Well, that's uh, wise, as always, a wise uh, counsel from you, Joel. Joel Rosenberg, best-selling author. Uh, the, his latest book is Libyan Diversion. Go to allisrael.com for the latest news. You can read about what he just sug- told us is breaking news. And then also go to the Joshua Fund if you want to help Israel, practically speaking, with your giving and other ways uh, that he's uh, laid out. Joel, thank you. God bless you, bless you, bless you, and hope we hopefully we can talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Happy to be your Middle East correspondent. (laughs) That's a deal. All right, this is Sandy Rios on Sandy Rios 24-7. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. Sandy Rios, so Sandy Rios 24-7 back with you. Well, according to a recent report, Planned Parenthood continues to rake in billions despite dwindling clients. Now, the biggest takeaway here is that Planned Parenthood is generating vast profits, including millions in taxpayer funding. And preborn, that's you and that's me, are actually stealing their clients, and that means babies. Preborn operates on a very slim budget as they rescue over 200 babies' lives every single day. But preborn receives no government funding. Their network of clinics are situated in the darkest corners, competing head-to-head with the abortion giants, and they need our help now more than ever. If you'd like to help Preborn, go to preborn.com slash 
Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. Israeli troops entered the kibbutz of Kafar Aza to find families murdered in their homes. It's something that I never saw in my life. It's something that we used to imagine as our grandfather and grandmother in the pogrom in Europe and other places. Dozens of civilians were killed here as Hamas gunmen went house to house, killing men, women and children and kidnapping whoever could be carried back into Gaza. Absolute pure hell that broke loose and destroyed everything that we know. One of the most beautiful places in, in the world, as far as I know, is completely destroyed. Tensions are also increasing along Israel's northern border with Lebanon, and that's of particular concern to U.S. officials, because if this does become a wider regional war, it will likely spread there. All right, before that report, and that was NBC, uh, there were, at that, at that moment, 1,200 Israelis who were dead. They're mostly civilians, and 2,700 wounded. That was the count before that attack now, we know, that has come in from Hezbollah on the northern, northern border of Israel. Uh, so I've asked Bruce to join me. for. We're just going to chat a little bit about this. Uh, Bruce, you were listening to Joel Rosenberg. You listen to the stories, and I just am really curious to know what's going through your mind. I think what's hard for us as Americans to wrap our arms around is these people are dealing with terrorists coming into their homes. Think about, put yourself in their place right now. You're in your house, you're asleep, you're with your family, you're with your children, and your door gets busted open, and people come in with automatic weapons, machetes, whatever they're carrying, and start butchering your family. That's what we're talking about here. Um, You heard Joel use the words, he's never seen this level of savagery before. Now, he's been in Israel for 17 years, and he visited many years before that. And uh, the gentleman you heard on the clip was a major general from the Israeli army. And you heard him basically say the same thing. I've never... He said, I never thought I would see the things that I've seen. And that takes, to, to rile up a guy like that and to bring him to that kind of emotion, you can bet it is sickening what they have seen. And how can it get much more sickening than the beheading of babies? Think about that. And I'm not talking about one baby or two. They've seen 30 so far. And, you know, America is not immune from this uh, either right now. We know that there's been at least 22 Americans killed. There's 19 Americans that are unaccounted for. And that, uh, unfortunately, I feel like this whole thing may be a precursor to things that we are going to have to deal with in this country. With our southern border wide open, um, we've heard the the, uh, statistics about the number of people that have been encountered. I think it's 72,000 people that are connected to terrorist groups that have been encountered at the southern border. Now, think about that. Think about all the people they have not encountered that have gotten through, all the gotaways, the people that that's, uh, never are encountered. Um, we are sowing the roots of a real bad thing here. I don't disagree, Bruce. I hesitate to say it, but people have to be prepared. And the thing that strikes me as we talk about uh, Americans are just so unplugged. You know, they're they're buying new phones and they're having fun. They're I, and there's nothing wrong with having fun. 
But if you choose to, to live your life where you know nothing about the world, it's going to be it's going to be so bad. In fact, I, I want to ask you this, Bruce. I'm really going to put you on the spot here. You've heard me ask this question, and I've never heard you answer it. But I really have thought so much to myself, is it better to know about impending serious problems, incursions, or is it better not to know, just go on having fun and not, uh, not really paying attention and be caught by surprise? Well, I think you have to answer that question from the standpoint of what would God want you to do? And I think it's very clear that Jesus wants us to be aware. He wants us to be engaged. He says to have uh, a good life, enjoy life, but I think part of enjoying life is to have a, an accurate view of what life is really about. Life is about good things. It's about sad things. It's about things that we don't want to face. Um, and to me, I, I look around. I, I am appalled but not surprised by these demonstrations that are going on inside our own country in support of the Palestinians and what they did. We had our own congressman, Rashid Tlaib, uh, Rashida Tlaib, chased down the hall basically by a Fox reporter asking her if she had any response to the beheading of babies by the Palestinians. Not a word. She asked her 10 times if she had any response. She could have had a response. I'm not saying she has to, she has to support it or deny it. She just had, she needs, she's an elected official of our government. She needs to have a response. She has a Palestinian flag flying outside of her yeah. office. It has her picture taken with it proudly. And so if, yeah. if, if, if you're going to that length to support people like that, then you ought to have a comment about what's going on in, in that part of the world. And one last thing. Um, I want to say this because I think it's important. We heard President Biden make remarks this week, and they sounded good. Uh, I guess not impassioned, but good. He said the right things. I'm hearing, you know, he's sending a, a, a big warship over there uh, to, to be off the coast of somewhere to put people on, on notice. But here's the thing. It's my personal opinion. Now, this is my opinion. I don't believe he should be given any credit at all until he actually does something. He has given the Iranians millions and millions of dollars, billions, actually. He's given the Palestinians millions. Uh, he has uh, actually allowed our military and our, our, our um, intelligence agencies uh, to populate with Iranian-friendly people. That's one of the reasons we're in this mess. There seems to be a whole spiring. He should not be given credit until he actually does something. Talk is cheap. And he is talking out both sides of his mouth because if you watched uh, Monday's press conference with Jake Sullivan, who is one of our um, advisors to the president on national security, he was asked directly about that $6 billion that was released recently by the Biden administration to, uh, to, Iran. to Iran, who we know is behind all these terrorist attacks. And he, he was asked, are you going to refreeze that money so it can't be reached by Iran? And his response was, they haven't, ha they haven't uh, touched a dollar of it yet. Okay, but are you going to freeze it? Are you going to take it back? And his response again was, let me be clear, they haven't touched a dollar of it. So in my mind, that means, no, we're not going to do anything about that money. Now, to me, 
that is putting your money, you know, not to pun, but that is putting your money where your mouth is. They, the United States government could have an immediate effect on this situation. One you can see, $6 billion frozen, cannot be reached to, to uh, uh, back these terrorists in what they're doing. But instead, we send an aircraft carrier. And by the way, one of the aircraft carrier groups that's heading over there was already scheduled to go there. So they're hiding behind that in a way, saying, well, you know, uh, we're sending an aircraft carrier there. Well, that was already scheduled to go. Yeah, so it's uh, smoke, smoke and mirrors. And I'm going to believe it's smoke and mirrors until he shows us differently. Heads should roll. Uh, people that are working uh, with Iran inside our government, even our former CIA director, Michael Hayden, has posted on what was formerly Twitter, advocating for Coach Tommy Tuberville to be removed from the human race. They are blaming Senator Tuberville for doing a hold on military advancement, on promotions. And they can get them through one at a time. He's not putting on hold on. It's just he doesn't want, he has said they can't present 500 uh, military personnel for promotion and have a blanket okay, which is what they wanted to do. But they're, they're accusing him of being responsible and putting us at, at a position of weakness during this time with Israel. And, and then now this CIA director is, is hoping he could be removed from the human race. It's terrible, Bruce. Well, I'll tell you what you better be prepared for, and we see this every time, is it's about time that the media starts to do a 180. Uh, they've actually been fairly pro-Israel to the, in their coverage for the first, say, three days here. But it's how can you not be with the scenes we're seeing from over there? But it's already starting. You're starting to hear, oh, but the, the Palestinian people, they don't have anything to do with this. It's Hamas, not them. I, I understand that. But you have to understand, too, that Israel cannot... Well, what do you expect them to do? Just go home now uh, and say, well, you know, um, we can't harm any c civilians, even though ours have been slaughtered. Uh, we have to turn around and go home. And that's what, that's what the media would have them do. Yes, absolutely, because the media is on the other side. Now, look, I'm not saying Israel is all right about everything. I would never say that. They are a secular state. Very few Christians, as Joel just talked to us about how a little Christian influence is there, there is there. But I've already said in my conversation with Joel and explained that they are God's people. I still believe that God, God has his hand on that country. And the Bible says, those that bless Israel will be blessed, and those that curse Israel will be cursed. I believe that's still true. Uh, and so um, it's the right thing to do to support them as individuals and as a nation, except we are no longer a Christian nation. We just aren't. Our foundings are Christian, but our leadership is, I wish I could think of a kind thing to say. They are trying to destroy this country, and they're certainly trying to destroy Israel and having pretty good success at that. So with that, uh, I think we need to wrap it up. But I, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Joel. We'll talk to him again Soon we'll check up on him. Um, and, you know, you're listening to Sandy Reels 24-7. If you want to call us, if you have a comment, you can call us at 662-821-2040, 662-821-2040. You can go to our Facebook page, Sandy Reels 24-7, and start talking. And we, we're sharing articles there and the things that we talk about, also the podcast. We tried to make it as easy as you as we can for you to listen to it, go to any podcast platform, go to AFR.net, go to SandyRios.com. All of those things are available, and I'm hoping that one of those will work for you and you can share it with your friends. 
I want to thank my sponsors. First, Preborn. You can go to preborn.com slash Sandy and help them provide ultrasounds for women in crisis pregnancy. And if you want to check out Christian Healthcare Ministries to see if they can provide a better coverage for you and your family, go to chministries.org slash Sandy. Okay, I'm out of words for today. I hope you, well, you didn't enjoy. If you're like me, this will bring you to tears, this show. But now on our knees in prayer, right? on this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.